Talking Travel today on 2NURFM. Savvy Lucas, we're off to the high seas. We are, Jane. I thought I'd talk about a few different little cruise things that are happening at the moment. And firstly, it's Princess Cruises. Now, what she's going to do on May next year is sail on her longest world cruise out of Sydney, Brisbane and Auckland with 44 destinations in 29 countries on six continents. It's an epic 108-night circumnavigation of the globe. So it's really an unusual itinerary. And just, just to give you an idea, I mean, there's not much they're missing out on here. So as we say, it c- comes from Auckland, Sydney, Brisbane, etc., then up to Bali, Singapore, uh, Sri Lanka. Then we go on into Muscat, in Dubai, Aqaba, the Suez Canal, through into Greece, into Italy, I won't name all the ports of call, but heaps of ports of call all the way through there um, into um, Spain, Portugal, France. And then we go up to the Shetland Islands, all around there, across even into Iceland and Greenland, uh, around London, circumnavigating there, Glasgow, Cork. And then you go across, of course, uh, to the um, American side and you go into the fjords up in the northern part of um, Alaska. Then you down into Quebec, New York, uh, all the way down through the Panama Canal, down into Lima, Pisco, Easter Island, and then across through Tahiti and home. So is the idea that everybody does every part of that journey? Or can you can you buy bits? portions, and mm-hmm. it depends. Um, they haven't announced which portions for sale. This has only just been released this week, that this is the circumnavigation that you can do, and you can actually register interest on it now. Um, so you can do that, and they've also got a bonus credit on board for you if you register early. Mm. So it's, yeah, but they usually in the past, there have been sectors that they have sold separately, but we're not sure at this point in time. Okay, so it might be the whole lot. Well, yes. And I mean, there are people, though, that would love to do this. I mean, the old days of sailing, we used to have a lot of, do you remember the old woman's weekly tours they used to have? Um, they, they did the round the world journeys and they were so popular in those days. And then, of course, air travel took over. And But people are now, I guess, some of them are yearning for that long sea voyage again. So it will suit those customers who would love to do something like that. Indeed it will. Now, we've talked again, Jane, too, about the different styles of cruising you can do these days. Like We've got all sorts of ships from you know, parges taking eight people, you know, right through to liners that take three and four thousand people. Um, I just talk about one other one today. It's Azamara, just to give you an idea of the difference. It's more like um, a boutique hotel at sea, if you like, is more what they do there. And their shore excursions they do are included, and they do it with like local guides, so that you're going to authentic places and it's you know and they only have a maximum of 25 guests on each shore excursion so again it's not large group Mm. which which is fantastic Um, and then also they have a lot more overnight stops which if you know a lot of ships only go in in the morning and come out that afternoon so what they do they are giving you more time in port which is good as well also they take less people they don't have the thousands on them at all they have a much uh, lower capacity of passengers Um, and they also go into because they're smaller ships they do go into some areas that the larger vessels can't go into so again another sort of bonus there and they also um, go to some unusual places 
like, for example, in Monombasia in Greece, and it's a medieval town that's difficult even to reach by land. And it's renowned for its historic fortress, its Byzantine ruins, and, of course, its mighty rock mountain that's sometimes called the Gibraltar of the East. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. And another one is Kanazawa in Japan, and it's a remote little town on Japan's west coast which escaped the bombings of World War Two, And it's got a lovely samurai and geisha area that's still fully intact, and it also boasts one of Japan's most breathtaking botanical gardens. And it also goes into a fjord that I can't name in Ireland. Uh, Ireland in Iceland, sorry. Uh, I don't think I'll try and pronounce it. Okay, it's a lovely to, fjord but in a beautiful, Iceland. A beautiful fjord, which is a small, it's a small town on Iceland's northwest coast, and it's gateway to the waterfalls, fjords, mountain peaks, and other natural wonders. So that's you know, just something a little bit different that you can do with your cruising these days. So there's lots of different options. And, of course, they've all gone up a notch with the dining. So dining has really, you know, you've got Luke Mangan, you've got Curtis Stone, you've got a lot of guest chefs now designing the menus on board these ships with a lot of options as well, not just one, you know, one restaurant, two sittings. You've got a load, a load, particularly on the new scenic Eclipse, which only takes a couple of hundred passengers. And their menu there, he even sources, like for the Japanese restaurant, he has the special stuff flown in. You know, that it's mm. genuine. It's and they have their own culinary herb garden that they've worked at. They can grow and air dry their own herbs, um, and also they've got like an aged parmesan that they and said the Italian chefs just stare at it lovingly all day. This great big piece of aged parmesan, and they said once you've had that sort of parmesan, you wouldn't have any other. So this is just to give you an idea of the levels they're going to now to make your cruising experience, um, you know, more more pleasurable, more meaningful, and of course with with great food. We'll stay on the seas or maybe on the rivers in just a moment when we talk travel on to a new RFM. We're talking travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas, we've been enjoying some food on the high seas and food is always good to enjoy wherever you happen to be. Certainly is, particularly if it's quality food, Jane. Exactly. And the new executive chef on board the Zenith Eclipse, he said he set himself the challenge to reinvent dining on the high seas and he wants to ensure that his guests enjoy an ever-changing selection of flavours throughout the cruise. They have a total of 2,500 recipes across their eight restaurants. So he said you'd need to be on board for one and a half months to eat every dish. (laughs) (laughs) So it's quite wonderful. So they have 14 different nations represented in the kitchens and 10 unique dining experiences, ranging from uh, casual to fine dining and inspired, as he says, by all corners of the globe. They have contemporary French dining at a restaurant called Lumiere and then they have like beautiful steaks cooked at another restaurant called Elements or that you can have a casual meal in the Azure Bar and Cafe or modern Asian food at Coco's. So and this is just to give you an idea, you know, the, how, how varied this, this option is now, which I think is really, it, it's been needed, I must say, I feel. The old days of, you know, only one main restaurant and two sittings is sort of a bit passe. Uh, yes, these uh, days. Mm. Definitely. So, yeah, with the elements, as I said, it's it's Italian steak and seafood. And then they've got what they call the Yacht Club, which is a poolside grill, buffet and bar. Coco's, as we mentioned, is Asia, Asian fusion, but it also has a sake bar and sushi as well, for those that want that. And they also do teppanyaki at the teppanyaki grill, so it's all very authentic. Uh, Lumiere, as I mentioned, contemporary French dining and a champagne bar, champagne bar. 
Azure Bar and Cafe, which is all day grazing, and also they have a cooking school on board as well. But even in sweet dining, they've got a 24 hour comprehensive menu that you can have in your own suite as well. So it's taking it to, as I said, a completely different level. They've got eight spacious bars and lounges on this as well, as I mentioned, and also there's an observatory where they have served special teas and coffees as well. So it's it's wonderful, isn't it, Jane, to think that you've got this standard now coming into our cruising. And that's pretty well across the board nowadays. Well, most of, particularly the four and five star cruising, mm-hmm. Jane, particularly at that level, definitely mm-hmm. is. It's it's just that this is a brand new vessel that's only just, just set sail. So I guess they're just trying to up the ante <laughs> a little bit more. But I think it's quite interesting, you know, with Scenic because of it being a Newcastle company and to think that they've now actually even got their own vessel, it's quite an achievement, isn't it? Uh, over the years that they've been, you know, operating and yes, uh, and running mm. their different programs. So it's quite a, a feather in their cap to have this beautiful ship and with some beautiful food on board. Um, getting a little bit away from, well, n- not cruising, but we're still near the water or watching little creatures go into the water. Um, <laughs> this is Monrepo Turtle Centre. It's, it's at Monrepo Conservation Park and it's just outside Bundaberg. And I've had a friend go there not that long ago and they said it was absolutely amazing. Um, that You learn a lot about the actual marine turtles and the conservation and research programs that they're doing to protect them. Um, and also there's like a picnic area in there as well. You're within a park area, conservation park, as well as what you're doing. So every year from November to March you can join the park ranges for that lovely experience with these endangered uh, marine turtles. Um, nesting is sort of November to February and hatching's January to March. So depending on when you want to go, you can gather around, they say, a majestic female as she lays her eggs, or you can watch the young hatchlings, of course, dig free and hustle down the beach. No one else is allowed on the beach at these times, and the, these tours have limited places, so they limit how many people can be there at any one time. So it'd be, a, I think, one of those once-in-a-lifetime experiences that would be just wonderful to see nature doing her thing and I think just yeah just keep that in mind now the turtle encounter runs from 7 p.m to 2 a.m Mm-hmm. Okay, and they ticket bookings close at four pm each night for that particular night's tour. But they do suggest that you you get in early so you don't miss out. If you're only there in that Bundaberg area for a short period of time, you could book in advance before you go. Obviously, to make sure if you went onto their their website, the Monrepo that's M O N R E P O S Monrepo Turtle Centre hmm. near Bundaberg. So just keep that in mind if you're looking for something lovely to do on your little. You know, journey up north, it's always good to call in and do something special, whether it's whale watching or, you know, swimming with dolphins or whatever it may be, or watching these gorgeous little turtles who, I guess, they don't give the statistics there, but a lot of them don't really make it, do they? Oh, no, they're very, uh, very small yeah, it's percentage a very, yes. actually survive, but they've got to have a good start. Yeah, and it's it's amazing, isn't it, nature, when you think they They've just come, come out of a little egg and they know to head to the water. Mm, and they know how to come back again when yes. it's their turn to lay eggs. To lay eggs and, and to the same spot. Yes, yeah, so astounding. It's, yes, nature is a remarkable thing. So anything that you can include in your holiday that I think revolves around nature is a wonderful thing to do. We're talking travel to a new RFM. When we come back, we'll take a look at the hot deals in the travel marketplace at the moment. Travel is the topic on 2NURFM. It's time we look at what's hot in the deals department of the current travel marketplace. Sally Lucas, 
What's in the pile there? What's in the pile today? Okay, Jane, firstly, if you'd like to get away just to spoil yourself a little bit, the Phuket Marriott Resort and Spa Merlin Beach is a five-star property uh, in Phuket. You can have eight nights there in a superior lagoon, pool view room, breakfast daily, and there's free room upgrades. You can get two uh, buffet dinners per adult, one 45-minute massage, all sorts of discounts on food, complimentary shuttle service into Patong, free Wi-Fi, etc. Put your best airfare with this, and this is from 1 May to 31 October. You've got a book by 9 November, and it starts from around $900 per person. Um, different uh, other dates are available with a different level of pricing. You just need to check if you want to go on other dates. Um, Tahiti, again, that's another place to spoil yourself, isn't it, Jane? Oh, absolutely. It's a gorgeous destination. The, the waters are just so pristine and crystal clear and just, just a delightful spot to, to get away from it all. There's a range of packages there staying at about six different properties in Bora Bora. And you obviously fly into Tahiti with Air Tahiti Nui. And you do have a night beginning and end in Papiete, the way the flight connections work to get you out to the island and back. So these are all seven-night packages. And this one is a available as I said book by 15 November and there's different savings depending on where you're staying so from the lead-in for example you're saving $1,100 and up to the most expensive you're saving $4,000 to stay at the St Regis in Bora Bora that's where all the would-be's today uh-huh. Uh-huh. If they could be. No, I shouldn't say that. They, they probably are would-be's. <laughs> um, mountains and fashion. Now, this is just a, a lovely rail journey, which we're getting more and more of these, of course, is within Europe, particularly with all the increase in the lovely rail service that we're having in Europe these days, including the fast trains that can get you quite easily from country to country. So this is a seven-day, six-night package. Uh, you're travelling first-class rail, staying in four-star hotels. It's for travel between 20 April and 20. 27 October next year, subject to availability, of course. This is an independent itinerary. It's not a group itinerary. Um, you have to pay in full by um, 29 November to get this special offer. Now, it's you've got time in Chur, Lugano, Milan, and also in Lucerne, and you have a couple of nights in each. You get a three-course dinner in Lucerne, a two-hour cruise on Lake Lucerne. Um, you get a, a pre-dinner drink, and there's lots of other inclusions as well as a set on your train. And and that's a, a delightful itinerary, and that starts from around $2,800 per person. But it's a beautiful little itinerary taking you all through Switzerland. Actually, someone came into the office yesterday and said that they'd just come back and thought Switzerland was the most beautiful country they'd ever been to. Very picture postcard, isn't it? It is. The chocolate box country, they yes, call it, don't they? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, talking other Switzerland as well, this is another tour of Switzerland as well I'm going to talk about here. And it's a Switzerland by rail as well. Now, this one's a little bit different. It's doing iconic journeys on the Benina Express, the Glacier Express, the Cogwheel Railway up to Mount Pilatus and the Jungfrau Jock, which takes you to Europe's highest station. And this is a 13-day, really in-depth itinerary, and that's with APT, booked by 30 November. And that's uh, under $12,000 for that. But that's got lots of different inclusions, Jane. Variety cruises there, the lovely yachts that cruise around the Greek islands, those beautiful mastered yachts that just take limited amount of people of course and they're having lots of wonderful uh, discounts at the moment it's no cut off date but it's just subject to availability so just keep that in mind because there's the, and it's a, a 25% deposit per person on that and 
It includes port taxes, etc., and these are just beautiful itineraries around the Greek Isles in your masted vessels. And lastly, but not leastly, if you want to do winter in the Rockies and the Northern Lights, which you can do there, of course. It's not just, you know, Norway and other places above Scandi. It's in... Uh, um, Canada and America as well. So this is including um, Yellowknife. So you go up to Yellowknife where you have three nights there and you can do all sorts of interesting things while you're there if you want to. You don't have to do all these things, but you can go and, um, they say, ice fishing maybe, strap on a snowshoe, do a bit of snowshoeing. Mm-hmm. Um, they even have warm seats outside at night for you to do the aurora viewing. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so that you don't get your little behind too cold. And this also includes times in Banff and beautiful Fairmont Hotel in Lake Louise, as well as you're coming into uh, starting the tour from Edmonton. And yeah, that, that's just a fabulous itinerary in March next year. It's 10 days. It's on sale to 30 November. Got lots of lovely inclusions again on that. Lots of meals, transfers, sightseeing, all in there. At 10 days, and that's from under 8000 per person lead in price for the March departure. So that is it for today, Jane. Fantastic, and we'll talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. On 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.